0: Welcome, you're listening to Ask the Doulas, a podcast where we talk to experts from all over the country about topics related to pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and early parenting. Let's chat.
1: Hello, this is Kristen with Ask the Doulas and I'm joined today by Sarah Thompson. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you, thanks for having me. And so you are a certified functional medicine practitioner. And you've got 15 years experience, correct? Yeah, that is correct. So I'd love to hear more about why you got into specializing in reproductive care, fertility, pregnancy and postpartum of all the specialties that you could you know, choose. Why you're passionate about maternity care?
2: Well, I think like most people in my profession, I'm an acupuncturist by trade before functional medicine. I started off in sports medicine, pain management, and pregnancy was not something that was even on my radar. And it wasn't until I actually became pregnant with my first child that... I became fascinated by the internal workings of pregnancy. It was basically an understanding of my own body that I was like, oh, I, I have to know how this works. This is so cool. Why didn't anybody tell me pregnancy was so cool? Right. And and I immediately decided then and there that I needed to shift my focus because this is where my passion lied. What else? The other thing that drove me was the fact that there weren't many practitioners offering any sort of alternative care for for pregnancy. Right most of the care obviously is through OBGYNs and through midwives and the conventional medicine practice. And I remember having questions for my midwives who were fantastic midwives, but they didn't have the answers. Sure. And they kind of struggled with, I I don't know, maybe there's a book you can find to read on it. And I didn't really love those answers. And so I started doing my own diving and my own research and kind of discovered the functional medicine route even through through that experience as well. And even within the functional medicine realm, there wasn't a lot of specialization within the reproductive. Definitely some into the fertility side, nothing on the maternity side. And to me, maternity care is probably the most important specialty there is because it's the beginning and the, it's where everything culminates, right? What a mother does not only influences her health in that pregnancy, but the next generation. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And of course, I mean, as an acupuncturist, you're already working with women in pregnancy and they're coming to you for relief in a variety of conditions or, you know, potentially wanting to avoid induction or, you know, get baby to flip and so on.
2: Absolutely. Acupuncture offers a number of different Clinically supported, you know, benefit in pregnancy. We can use it to reduce hypertension. We can use it to definitely facilitate labor, which is pretty cool. Lip breach babies. There's a number of things that we use acupuncture for. The cool thing about the combination between acupuncture and functional medicine is functional medicine is that foundation. It's how nutrition plays into what we're asking the body to do with acupuncture at a nutritional and biochemical level. So I always tell people, I can tell your body to do something with acupuncture, but if the foundation is broken, then it's not going to work. So, you know, right. if looking at labor induction with acupuncture, I can tell the body to make prostaglandins and to make oxytocin to facilitate natural labor. But if that person was magnesium deficient or vitamin A deficient or deficient in the nutrients that go into the production and the function of oxytocin and prostaglandins, it's not going to happen. Exactly. And that's where functional medicine comes in, and that.
1: So you look into the lifestyle, and I'm sure you do very lengthy intakes with your patients. So about you know their nutrition. And so how does that process work when you're accepting new pregnant patients? Sure.
2: So we do, we offer a couple of different options. Like I have a Functional maternity package, which is unlimited functional medicine appointments. And we follow women through their entire pregnancy and for three months postpartum. That's great. The earlier I can work with somebody, the better. I kind of joke with my patients and in, in interviews like this that everything in pregnancy is preparing. And oftentimes, times what we're working on in a specific trimester has less to do with that trimester and more to do with preparing for the next trimester. Makes sense. So with the functional maternity package, the earlier we can get somebody in, so first trimester, right, the better we can set them up for success throughout their entire pregnancy. We also offer preconception appointments where we talk a lot about the nutrition and the functional aspect of how the ovary and the sperm and everything comes together to basically work that first trimester. So, and that's not part of the package that would be separate just because some people struggle with conception and of course sometimes can take longer, but we are always basically trying to build off of eat in that pregnancy gestation cascade. Okay. And
1: as far as nutrition, do you have different recommendations based on history or a guideline for each client based on, you know, what their, their current diet is and so on.
2: Absolutely. So we do have, I have handouts I give to patients all the time that are, you know, the generic dietary guidelines for each trimester pregnancy and things that I want them to focus on foods I want them to focus on, but that's also modified based off of the individual. So a mother who may have PCOS prior prior to conception, she might need a different nutritional pattern and guidelines than, than somebody who didn't. Makes or sense. If somebody struggled with conception, they had recurrent miscarriages, they carry MTHFR genetic mutations that change the way their body processes folate and B vitamins and those sorts of things, then they're going to need a different guideline than just the generic guideline. So we have our generic that basically will say things like, this is what's happening in the maternal body at this time. This is what we're looking at in fetal development. These are the things we focus on in a general trimester guideline. But for you, because of this, we're going to add these things in.
1: Makes sense. And then with gestational diabetes and other conditions, and you would, of course, focus on those specific needs. And
2: Absolutely. Yeah, that definitely changes some of the guidelines when somebody pops up with gestational diabetes or preeclampsia and some of these more severe conditions.
1: Yes. And you are also an author. So how
2: did you manage a busy practice <laughs> and taking on book project, which is huge? It was a huge project. It was a lot of fun. It was something that I had had in the back of my head for years. And it was a resource and a guide that I was hoping, you know, somebody else would write. <laughs> Actually, right. I kept, you know, following <laughs> my mentors and, and these things and going, okay, so when are you guys going to write this book? Okay, we need this exactly. resource. And finally, somebody who just write it. And I said, all right, I will. Because we need I love this. it. Something we need this out here for people, whether it's a practitioner or a, a mother who just conceived or somebody who's looking to conceive. The book was was designed to be an introduction to the use of functional medicine and nutrition in pregnancy care. So it's a little bit more in depth than just kind of your, your general guide to pregnancy nutrition book. We dive very deep into the inner workings and biochemistry and physiology of the maternal body and how nutrition plays into these different biochemical processes. So it's a little bit more in depth, but definitely something that a pregnant mother could pick up and read and get a lot of information out of, as well as a practitioner.
1: And how do we find your book? It's available on Amazon and a variety
2: of places. Are you in bookstores as well? I will be in bookstores. If you go to your local bookstore and request it, they can order it for you. Great. But it is primarily right now on Amazon. And the title for our listeners? Yeah. So the book is called Functional Maternity, Using Functional Medicine and Nutrition to Improve Pregnancy and Childbirth Outcome. That's
1: great. So do you have uh, any future projects in mind beyond book number one or what are you working on outside of your practice?
2: Yeah, we are looking at maybe creating some courses based off the book that are designed for practitioners and for expectant mothers that dive into a little bit more into the different conditions or general nutrition guidance for pregnant moms. So that's something that might be popping up this summer. We're also contemplating our own supplement line at this point, something that has been brought up and requested from numerous practitioners at this point so we' we're, we're diving into the world of possibly setting up supplement line based of functional medicine and maternity care and, and the research behind it So uh-huh. those are some things to keep an eye out for and on the website which is www.functionalmaternity.com we do have a blog full of articles and there will be some free ebook downloads on there um, I have a, a preconception and fertility ebook that will be available as a free download on there hopefully in the next couple of weeks.
1: Great. We'll share that for our listeners in our notes. So as far as, you know, you not only take patients and are you doing both in person and virtual right now, or how are you practicing?
2: Yeah, we have our practice runs in office and virtually I have patients all over the world actually that, that we got. It like
1: that from yeah. your website. Yeah. That's fantastic. <clears throat> So Michigan clients can mm-hmm. access you virtually.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And we have patients like, again, as far away as Australia and Canada that um, we fi- follow through their pregnancy, guide them through nutrition and functional medicine. If things pop up, um, it, it's something that definitely can be used for people who are just looking to support a natural, healthy pregnancy and for people who are experiencing complications. It's, it's a great avenue for, for all, all people in, in, in any type of pregnancy. Sarah, how does one,
1: if they wanted to find a practitioner to go in person in their area, how do you best recommend finding a functional medicine practitioner?
2: Yeah. With those who are pregnant, it gets really hard simply because the functional medicine trainings do not offer really specialized maternity care. I don't know many practitioners out there who have additional training in supporting pregnancy with functional medicine. And it's something that I'm trying to change. That's one of my missions is I would love to see functional medicine practitioners doing a little bit more in-depth training in maternity care, simply because a lot of the things that we do in functional medicine can't be done in pregnancy. A lot of the testing that we use is different in pregnancy. I like to use an example that I, I also mentor uh, practitioners are around okay. the country as well. And I had a functional medicine practitioner from another state contact me and slightly in a panic that he had run heavy metal testing on a woman who was in her third trimester and copper levels had come up elevated. And okay. he was wanting to come up with a protocol to bring her copper levels down without causing complications within the pregnancy. A lot of the, the supplements that we would use for that are... Contraindicated in pregnancy. And I had to stop him very abruptly because having elevated copper levels in the third trimester of pregnancy is 100% normal. And uh-huh. in his training, he had not done additional training in pregnancy support and these different physiological changes that occur in pregnancy that outside of pregnancy could be considered toxic patterns, but in pregnancy are 100% normal.
1: Okay. So he was in panic mode and, was. Yes. and it was
2: 100% normal. And if he had done that, he would have caused complications within that pregnancy.
0: Hey, Alyssa here. I'm just popping in to tell you about our course called Becoming. Becoming a Mother is your guide to a confident pregnancy and birth, all in a convenient six-week online program. From birth plans to sleep training and everything in between, you'll gain the confidence and skills you need for a smooth transition to motherhood. You'll get live coaching calls, with Kristen and myself, a bunch of expert videos, including chiropractic care, pelvic floor physical therapy, mental health experts, breastfeeding, and much more. You'll also get a private Facebook community with other mothers going through this at the same time as you to offer support and encouragement when you need it most. And then of course, you'll also have direct email access to me and Kristen, in addition to the live coaching calls. If you'd like to learn more about the course, you can email us at info at or check it out at thebecomingcourse.com. We'd love to see you there.
1: Yeah. So it's so great that you plan to not only are you mentoring, but you plan to further educate functional medicine practitioners. So yeah, but I do find that even in my work as a doula, there aren't a lot of specialists. There are so many other healthcare practitioner referrals that we can right. make, but very few really specialize or have the knowledge base or, you know, around maternity. They might have, you know, a focus on, say, gestational diabetes, if they're a naturopathic doctor or a mm-hmm. functional medicine doctor and so on. But as far as other conditions, they don't have that, that background. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And if somebody was looking for a practitioner in their area, you know, a functional medicine certification is an adjunct to a medical license. It's not its own separate, you know, licensure. It's off of a license. So finding a practitioner whose base licensure is specialized in pregnancy care definitely would be like a midwife or an OBGYN or an acupuncturist who specializes in pregnancy. Those sorts of things, a naturopath who specializes in women's health, might definitely put them in a better advantage to find somebody who has the additional training and the additional knowledge in these different aspects of maternity care.
0: Makes sense. Yeah.
1: So I'm curious about your approach in the postnatal phase. So that is also a specialty of yours and something we're very passionate about at Gold Coast.
2: Yeah, postpartum care is often neglected. You know, I I think the conventional medicine world kind of says, well, you had a baby, good luck. We'll see you in six weeks. You're doing great, keep going. Where we know that, The maternal body, the baby itself, they are still in this hormonal pattern of pregnancy postpartum. And we have the fourth trimester is what we call it now, those three months postpartum. And that's why with my functional maternity package, we include those three months postpartum as part of that package, because there is a lot of maternal change that happens very quickly during that time frame. And it is definitely still a phase hormonally of pregnancy, and so we do monitor, especially the first six weeks. We're we're talking to patients every week postpartum, typically checking in, seeing what's changing. How's you know? How is breast milk? How are we feeling emotionally? And discussing what is happening in her body so that she understands what's normal and what's not and how we can do things to to support those different changes in the body you know things like thyroid hormone changes that occur postpartum the drop in hormones and why and why that happens changes in breast milk production how do we support that And, you know, anytime we're looking at postpartum, we have to go backwards to that preparing for preparing aspect. Right. What's happening in the postpartum phase oftentimes isn't because of what a mother is doing in the postpartum phase. It has to do with what happened in the third trimester and during the birth itself. And I'm
1: sure there's a lot of focus for mothers who choose to breastfeed on their nutrition and water intake and so on. So
2: yeah, one of the things we focus on a lot is something like vitamin D. That's kind of one of my examples I use a lot of is newer research shows that the current recommended daily allowance of vitamin D is is 600 international units. And that is far from what a mother actually needs in pregnancy and significantly less than what a mother needs postpartum. The demand for vitamin D goes up quite a bit in the postpartum phase if she is breastfeeding. So babies need- When they're breastfeeding, about 400 international units of vitamin D. And for a baby to get that through the breast milk, a mother needs to consume a minimum of 6,000 international units per day in her diet. Wow. That's a lot of vitamin D.
1: It is, especially if you live somewhere cold and you're not getting it from the sun.
2: Exactly. And, you know, like I said, the current RDA is only 600. So far lower than what newer studies are showing that women need. And this changes from that pregnancy phase to postpartum phase. And so we actually need more in the postpartum phase than we did in the pregnancy phase.
1: And then is that also a focus with preeclampsia? You mentioned uh, preeclampsia earlier.
2: Yep, so we look at a number of things with with preeclampsia. And interestingly, every nutrient known to man A deficiency in those nutrients is associated with an increased risk of preeclampsia, yet the treatment of preeclampsia, once it occurs, treating with those nutritional deficiencies, fixing those nutritional deficiencies doesn't improve the symptoms as dramatically as we would expect. And it's because the damage has been done. A nutritional deficiency in the first trimester or preconception coming into the first trimester and second trimester changes placental development. And if that placental development gets shifted into a dysfunctional pattern, then now we have the, the increased risk of developing preeclampsia sometime in the second and third trimester, right? So we can't fix damage that's already been done. Right. Right. That makes so, sense. So people who come to me with acute preeclampsia, really our goal is to keep that woman pregnant and healthy as long as we can, knowing that this is a progressive disease. Right. Yes. I have patients who come to me with precon wanting preconception help for a second pregnancy or a third pregnancy where a previous pregnancy, they had preeclampsia and they're wanting to prevent it. That's our preventative phase, is that preconception first trimester phase.
1: That makes sense. Now, I had preeclampsia with my first and then was focused like the moment I. Found out that I was pregnant on trying to prevent and seeking alternative practitioners and hiring doulas. And yes, yeah. yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. And many of our listeners are not aware of eclampsia and some of the effects after having baby right. and how to manage that as well.
2: Yeah, I think there's definitely, as you know, a great myth out there. Delivery cures preeclampsia, and that's not the case. It is a progressive condition, and, and a lot of women experience postpartum symptoms of the disease.
1: Yes. And so as far as um, treating patients now, I know that obviously, optimally, it's better to you know, work with you from the point of conception early, but what about those patients who are struggling in the postpartum phase or they're dealing with eclampsia or other conditions? Are, how do you work with them and manage not having the time to really get into what they're deficient in and so on?
2: And sometimes we do, like we can still run lab work. We can figure out, is it a vitamin D deficiency? Vitamin D deficiency is associated with an increased risk of so many pregnancy complications, but we definitely do, you know, crisis management is what, is what okay. it is like. Yeah. All right. Here's what we're going to do. We don't have time to, you know, do a lot of this stuff. We're going to do these pretty hefty protocols, right? Sometimes. And it depends on the patterns, right? Help syndrome, for example. Yes. Um, one of the classic things that we see with Help syndrome is the filling of hemoglobin into into the maternal blood flow from the baby, right? The placenta is dysfunctional and fetal hemoglobin pops into mom's blood. And that's why we see increased hemoglobin levels in help syndrome. It's not that mom is now making more hemoglobin, it's that baby's hemoglobin is now flooding her system. And that creates a whole cascade of complications. And so sometimes we'll use Supplement right here, we're going to give you this manganese and this superoxide disc because we know that it helps to treat the iron toxicity associated with that spilling of hemoglobin, right? So it's it's an acute management of that scenario with what we can do, right? With the idea of preventing more extreme complications, sometimes we can get those Get those complications to reverse even in the lab work, which is really cool to see. And it's always fun to, you know, surprise physicians and they are like, wait, how did that happen? And you're like, oh, it's That's amazing. Medicine. It's, it's really cool. You look into it and do those sorts of things with the idea of, again, this is a progressive disease. And our goal is to mitigate it as much as possible to get mom and baby further into gestation so that we have a more viable pregnancy. So we do crisis management and sometimes it's things that moms don't love, right? It's like, I want you to eat liver every single day. And they're like, no, I don't want to do that. (laughs) Right. That's what we're going to do. Or things like I want you to have, I mean, sometimes it's simple things that don't sound like they do a lot, but they do things like, I want you to have a glass of milk at every meal. And I want you to eat five eggs a day. Right. And there's, there's methodology to why we do this, but it's kind of, this really quick intensive dietary approach that floods her body with specific things that we need to to help mitigate this function okay So yeah, we work a lot with, you know, again, crisis management things like small for gestational age babies and intrauterine growth restriction. That's something we, we work with quite a bit in that kind of, you know, third trimester type stuff where it's like, ah, I went in and my baby's growing, you know, three weeks behind. What do I do? Those are things that we hammer certain nutritional protocols, right? With the idea of understanding that you know, something is happening between the placenta and the baby, or something's happening in mom's diet that is limiting the amount of nutrition that can go to baby. And so we have to kind of figure out the why behind it, you know, it's kind of the, the key to functional medicine is understanding the why, why is this happening? Not just here's the bandaid for it.
1: Exactly. But
2: we have to understand the why is it narrow blood vessels in the placenta? Is it something that happened in mom? I've had a couple of cases just in the last couple months of, Oh, have moms who've gotten COVID, you know, at and at certain times of gestation, and when they're done, their baby is smaller, and that's something we're, we're definitely seeing, and it's something we we have to treat. So when I right. have moms who pop up with COVID, we have a protocol to help prevent that change in placental and and fetal growth. So there's a lot of things that do become crisis management in pregnancy, and we are limited on time. One of the downfalls of working sometimes in pregnancy is that we are limited and the maternal body changes so much from trimester to trimester, month to month, week to week, yes. that you have to understand the different physiological and hormonal changes that occur throughout gestation, the nutritional components, and how that changes your treatments, how that changes your approach to, to that individual as they come in. Makes sense.
1: Well, we are running out of time. Any last tips for our listeners as they're navigating pregnancy and the <laughs>
2: postpartum phase? Absolutely. So, you know, there's all sorts of different diets out there, right? And I don't prescribe to any one dietary theory to go vegan. I believe in nutrition, right? Individual nutrients, what they do in the body. And we see from study after study after study that diet is key to pregnancy outcomes, fetal development and postpartum recovery. And if I had, you know, one single tip to give to the moms out there who are listening, it would be eat a variety of whole food, right? And it seems so simple, but it's something that is oftentimes very difficult. 80% of women of reproductive age aren't even eating the minimum requirements for vegetables. And that's where our vitamins come from, right? Primarily through the vegetables and the legumes and and the plant-based foods that we eat. And Something as simple as switching to whole foods, kind of cutting out the processed stuff as much as possible, really does have a big impact preconception, first trimester, pregnancy, postpartum, the, the whole gamut. And any tips on protein intake? Yeah. Protein is important. We need lots of protein. And definitely in the prenatal diet, we focus a lot on protein. And I have patients who eat meat and I have patients who don't eat meat. And we can easily get the adequate amount of protein that we need in pregnancy, but it's just making sure you do get the protein, right? Legumes are protein. Nuts and seeds are proteins. Obviously meats, obviously eggs, dairy, cheese, all those things really do play a part. I'm not anti any food. I think all foods have a place in the diet. We've just lost a lot of our traditional knowledge on how to use certain foods. And I think it's important that people know how to properly use foods in the diet, you know, things like legumes needing to be soaked before you cook them and things like that really unlock the nutrition within those foods as well. Makes sense. I'm so
1: thrilled to have you as a resource and I look forward to connecting again in the future and sending clients your way. So Sarah, would you recap a bit about how our listeners and clients can find you? I know you're on Instagram and some other social media platforms, as well as um, a reminder about your website address.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So definitely we have social media, right? Instagram and Facebook, we are at functional.maternity. And then the website is www.functionalmaternity.com. From there you there is a link on that website to access the clinic. The clinic website is sacredvesselacupuncture.com. You can use either of the websites to, you know, communicate with me. I always offer a 15 minute free phone consultation for anybody who is interested in becoming a patient before they ever schedule. So that's, that's something great. That's, that's nice because people have a lot of questions about functional medicine and what we can offer in specific conditions. And so I think it's nice to be able to, to get that free phone consultation and just ask, you know, some basic questions beforehand. And like I said, the book is Functional Maternity. You can find that on Amazon and then you can also request it at your local bookstores. Perfect. And you can find information on your website about the book as well.
1: You can, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. Have a great rest of your day.
0: Thank you, you as well. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Ask the Doulas. For more information about Gold Coast Doulas, visit us on our website, goldcoastdoulas.com. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give us a five-star review. Thank you. Remember, these moments are golden.